Hello everyone, we're back with another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. So if you haven't read at least the first eight chapters, please wait because while these aren't going to cover all eight chapters in this episode, uh, this is what we have read up until uh, it's through chapter eight. Uh, so there might be some spoilers through chapter eight, but if you've read up until that, you don't have to go any further yet. Uh, we'll get into it more. Um, but yeah, make sure because if you want to, if you don't want to know anything, you're not in the right place. This is spoiler inclusive. But yeah, it's. I feel like this is a good fall read. It's a lot of tension, all mystery, fun stuff like that. But also, I do want to mention that right now there is a sale going on on the merch store uh, for T-shirts. It's fifteen percent off. So if you want to take advantage of that, uh, that sale is supposed to be going through the 15th. So please, please check it out, um, especially if you're trying to get, you know, merch for Christmas, uh, for friends that listen to the pod, that kind of stuff. We also have the Poor Cthulhu merch, which is super cute. So check that out because it's adorable and I'm obsessed with it. But besides that, uh, the only announcement I really have is that Cersei will be coming out on Friday over on Patreon. So if you want to get an exclusive episode every single month and also help support the show, please consider checking out the Patreon. Uh, the first Friday of every month, there is a Patreon exclusive episode. Uh, this month, it'll be on Cersei by Madeline Miller. Uh, and then there's also a huge backlog that you get access to when you subscribe. So that's fun. Also, you will get every single episode on Monday instead of Wednesday, so you'll get them a little early. So if you get catched up, caught up with the show and you cannot wait for the next episode, please check out the Patreon and get access to all that good, good exclusive content. But yeah, without further ado, let's get in the episode. everyone and welcome back to the Barely Bookish podcast. Today we are going to be talking about Rebecca uh, with Jen and Shanna. Hi. Hello. And they are a part of the Best Book Club podcast. So that's we're very excited to have you guys on. And also, could you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, thank you. We are excited to be doing this. I adore Rebecca, so I'm super pumped. Jen and I have a podcast. We are the Best Book Club podcast where we do a book club at the end of every month. So yeah, we just have a bunch of people read a book along with us and then we talk about it in detail and at length. And then between book clubs, we just talk about whatever book we feel like. Honestly, what do you think, Jen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> And you know we love book clubs in this house, okay? I yeah. am part of like two book clubs at this point. I'm always looking for more book clubs because I, I, I feel like I get through books better when I have a book club to read with. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I think like it's a lot more fun to talk about it with people. So, so yeah, we are in two book clubs, and I think that's about all we can manage. But we try to get into more, and then it's <laughs> oh, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we dropped sweaty. out of a couple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
feel that i know you get a little sweaty after like the second book club and you're like all right uh i guess i'll just like <laughs> not sleep tonight and just finish this chapter yeah but today we are talking about Rebecca. So a reminder for all the listeners, if you haven't read the uh, first eight chapters of Rebecca, please stop here, read them because you will get spoilers. But I only know up to the eight chapters because I, I, you know, I, I, all my listeners know this, but I haven't told at least you, uh, Shanna, that I think I told Jen last time we recorded, but I don't read the back cover of any book that I will ever read. I have no idea what they are until I start reading them. I had no idea what this book was about. Um, I was just, I saw a cover and I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. As long as I was like, I looked up the year it was made and I was like, that's classic literature. Let's do it. This book is so good. I am a chronic book researcher. Mm -hmm. So that blows my mind. Sometimes Jen picks up a book and she's like, oh yeah, I didn't even read the synopsis. I'm like, okay, sit down. I'll read it to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I don't actually listen to what you say. <laughs> she never listens to me. No, I, I also don't really read the synopsis. I just dive right in. And then about halfway, I'm like, okay, what's happening? <laughs> and then I read the synopsis. So I know kind of what, what's going on. But sometimes yeah, no. I won't even read the, like, what is that? The preface? 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes I skip those. <laughs> I just... <laughs> it's like, no spoilers. Yeah, I'm like, uh, now spoiler house. Well, Shanna's read Rebecca fully yeah. in the past and has started reading it again. I read up to chapter 15, so I've, I'm a little I'm, I'm, I'm a little ahead, but okay. I'm forgetting all of those chapters and only remembering up to chapter eight. That's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'll just, every so often I'll be like, this could be foreshadowing, and you'll just be like, give me an eye look. I know. <laughs> I'm so bad when my husband reads a book with me and he asks me a question. I just look down at the floor. <laughs> Don't ask me questions. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm a terrible liar. So I just go, <laughs> unless you want to actually know the answer, I'm going to refuse to speak right now. <laughs> and I pretty much just giggle. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. So we're going to start with chapter one. Uh, it took me eight chapters to realize we just don't get to learn her name because I had to Google the fact that I was like, did I miss it at this point? No, we never learn her name. Kind of rude. Yeah, it, <laughs> I I both love it and it drives me insane. Yeah, because I'm like, I feel like I'm self-inserting or that like our girl uh, Daphne de Maurier is how I'm saying it in my head. De Maurier, yep. yep. Perfect. Uh I it's either self insert for her, or it's self insert for me. There's only there's only two options at this point. Yeah, I was because um, we plan on doing an episode on Rebecca because Shanna loves it so much in the future. I love so it as so I'm reading, as I'm reading it, I'm also like writing up a document and making notes mm-hmm. and stuff, and I'm trying to be like describe what's happening, and I'm just like, she did this, she did that, mm-hmm. she did this, and I'm like. I have to tell everyone, just assume that when I say she, I mean the main character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not any of the other she's in this book. It's So I that keep, gets kind of confusing. I keep writing it as MC for main character, just so I mm-hmm. keep it straight in my head. Because otherwise yeah. I'm like, I don't, know, I don't know what we're talking about. So yes. I know a bunch about that, but. But what? I'm not going to say. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because so Rebecca has been 
I mean, it's a very old book. It's never, ever gone out of print. It's very popular. Mm-hmm. And it's become a huge feminist novel. So things have changed about the way that it's been perceived from when it was written to now. And so the main character not having a name actually lends that like really well to the way that it's changed. Mm-hmm. And Daphne du Maurier, since her death and everything, they have both uh, come out as bisexual for her and potentially trans before trans was a thing. And so a bunch of things with the main character and not having a name and that kind of ambiguity could be a self-insert for Demoria herself, which oh, that's cool. I love. Yeah, that's but cool. <laughs> I'm a big nerd like that. So. <laughs> that's why I keep you around. <laughs> yeah, I love her. <laughs> See, I didn't know any of that going into it. I was just like, it's weird. She doesn't have a name, but okay, whatever. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, <laughs> that is when we get to the point too that's an interesting note that you said that she might be trans because it's she has the same name as her father so that's kind of a cool thing too thinking about that point as well but I'm sure more things will come up yeah um, actually I didn't even think of that that is a little hint it's a little there. hint yeah. yeah I like deep dive readings I think those are really fun yeah, uh, but anyways, chapter one. So, at the beginning, I was like, maybe we'll learn her first name. So, this is my exact note. Our girl is clearly having dreams about a cl- place called Manderley, and you know, I always just like reflecting on my chapter one notes when I get further in the book because I'm like, oh, you know, the most important place in this novel. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So, um. It kind of, like, in this dream, it shows her, like, almost as, like, a ghost being trapped outside Manderley. And I was like, this has to be symbolism or foreshadowing or something. And I'm like, oh, boy, was it. Oh, boy, was it. (laughs) So, um, Manderley seems to be, like, completely abandoned in her dream. It's covered in, like, nature is taken over, as we see in every post-apocalyptic movie. Um, And then she like floats as a ghost through uh, the gates, the locked gates and floats through Manderley. And in this point, it implies that like she used to own the cabin or not cabin, the place. I thought it was a cabin because it said it was in the woods. Oh, and there is a small like uh, servant's quarters, Mm -hmm. hut, cabin thing on the way up. Okay. So she does go past one. Maybe that's what I was reading because I, I kept referring in my head to like ca- uh, Manderley as like a cottage cabin situation because it was in the woods. But I'm like, no, this is just a very fancy Ooh, estate. It is an estate. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Scratching out my nose. <laughs> yeah. Manderley is a character all its own in this book. Good. It has as a it personality. Yeah. I am very excited to learn more about Manderley because you know where we end these bunch of chapters is her like just getting there Mm -hmm. and like it seems like there's just a lot happening and i'm wondering how our character is gonna you know adapt and overcome with it so that'll be interesting yeah well considering this first scene and the dream it's very ominous and spooky and doesn't seem like it's gonna end well for her at Manderley. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then we find out the house was completely destroyed. So my, you know, I want to place bets before uh, me and Jen, we can place bets on how this house was destroyed. My guess is that she lit it on fire. Hmm. Just to Jenna's get the looking same... down. <laughs> I Jenna mean... looked down. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a good guess. Because... Is it because of my joke while you were camping? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shanna made a joke of my cabin burning down when I was camping. So, Oh, no. And I was reading Rebecca. <laughs> and she's, yeah. I told her that one day when she's done that book, my joke's going to be very dark and very funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you may have, hit, like, just hit it. So beautiful. We'll I'll just, like, I'm not going to say it's not 100%, but you are not doing badly. Beautiful. So. <laughs> That's just my guess because I feel like she like lit it on fire to get rid of Rebecca to like cleanse her out of the house. Or Rebecca is a ghost and Rebecca's ghost is mad that her husband now has a new wife and her ghost lit it on fire. That's my secondary option. Well, Rebecca, I mean, you, you, I don't think you've learned much, too much about her by chapter eight, but. She does seem quite intense, so it's a possibility. Yeah. It's her like food gravy situation uh, we learn about from Mrs. Danvers uh, led me to believe that she was very not necessarily going for strict, but like what's like type A, I guess. Yeah, very particular. Yeah. So then we are on to chapter two. two. So. In chapter two, they're still kind of beating around the bush about this event that occurred to, like, destroy Manderley. But, like, we find out that she, uh, our unnamed main character, and her husband are, like, I mean, I was assuming that it was her husband because they were, like, seemed to be involved somehow. So I was just making the assumption that they're married, which I do find out later to be correct. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're living in a hotel now. And they're talking about how the main character really misses England. Um, but then we find out the main character isn't Rebecca because she mentions being compared to Rebecca. So, like, this was, like, my part where I, you know, it really hit me that I should probably start reading the back of books because I was like, <laughs> oh, this book isn't about Rebecca. Okay. Who is the main this character is not Rebecca. No. Yeah. Although the book is about Rebecca, quite largely. Yeah. So, yeah, they are kind of, they've got the vibe of being on the lamb. Like, mm-hmm. why are they not at Manderley? Well, I mean, we know it was destroyed, but mm-hmm. why? Yeah. Why do they want to be so far away from it? Right. We don't know. It's only chapter two. Yeah. I know. It's always interesting when books decide to go with the, you know, you'll learn this in time, even though the characters that are experiencing this already know what happened. You'll find out one day. I'm yeah. always like, just give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, if they know, I deserve to know. You know what I mean? Because that means at some point, this is going to have to be brought up in conversation, what happened, or we're going to have to, like, get a flashback, which is always an adventure. <laughs> Basically, this whole book is a flashback, though, so. Yeah. yeah, and what's nice is it doesn't flash back and forth a ton. Mm-hmm. We kind of like start at the end mm-hmm. and then go back and then end. 
at the end, which is a yeah. nice place for a book to end. But at the end, weird yeah. at the end and at the middle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, some I, books, I've read books like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> facts, facts. So, our character is being seen as lesser by servants, and we don't really understand why. Um, and then she spends her time like recapping her life. Um, and wait, sorry. So they recap her life a little bit in this chapter. They give us like that little teaser about how she was with someone named uh, Mrs. Van Hopper. And then at a restaurant, she happened to meet Max De Winter. Uh, and he's the one that owned Manderley and was grieving his wife's death. So that's like our little teaser tidbit we get in before we get thrown directly in. Van Hopper, that? That's her name, Ugh. right, Van Hopper? I... Yeah. I adore her and her <laughs> awful personality. She oh is, my goodness. She was awful. Oh my God. I just imagine her with lipstick on her teeth. Like, <laughs> yeah. mm. I like I a strong, just character that gets under your skin though. So <laughs> it's definitely something. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely a character. Yeah, she was a character that was in this book. <laughs> She, like, reminded me of, um, in Sense and Sensibility, what's her name? The lady they all stay with, uh, in London. I can't remember her name off the top of my head for some reason. But, like, if that character never redeemed herself by being really nice with Marianne and the Willoughby situation, like, if we just had the first half where she just gossiped a lot, Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the uh, the really mean teacher from Harry Potter? Uh, Umbridge. Umbridge is like yeah. Umbridge, but like back down. Yeah. Twenty steps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Umbridge, if like Umbridge was a nicer person. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Umbridge, if Umbridge had to like follow actual like moral standings, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then we are on to chapter three. And then I just wrote, the first line of this chapter is a mood. I wonder what my life would be today if Mrs. Van Hopper had not been a snob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that it would have been very different. It would have been very different. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So apparently people make fun of Mrs. Van Hopper behind her back a lot, which I always find entertaining when people are just that snobby. And you can just kind of like meet people's eyes over the table and be like, <laughs> yeah. you believe this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's very much one of those people where it's like at a dinner party, everybody else is definitely like texting under the table being like, I can't believe we're here. <laughs> like who invited her? Uh, I feel like yeah. in those kinds of situations, I'm always looking at looking around like someone look me in the eye mm -hmm. and see how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they just don't yeah. like, am I the, the wrong one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone else looks normal there's been many times where my boyfriend and I will be at a party and someone will say something and we both just whip our heads directly to make eye contact with each other <laughs> <laughs> subtle yep. yeah it's yeah everybody knows that we're definitely like oh my gosh <laughs> and then like you know they're trying to backpedal and be like oh actually what I meant was and you're like we all heard the first time, but okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're nothing if not obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Mrs. Van Hopper has the most toxic trait of claiming every single person of any sort of like note as her friend and just like gaslighting them all the way through to be like oh yeah like remember when i went to your christmas party and like the, the person can't be like no i don't really remember that like they have to be like oh yeah i remember yeah. you <laughs> yeah. and then she's like i'm in great yeah perfect like she's just that woman like that person well to be sending her up go get that picture of my nephew mm-hmm. because i'm I don't know, like, was any of what she was saying true? Like, would he have actually known the nephew? Or was that just, like, a weird long con? I, I fully believe long con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am team long con the entire way. I don't think there was any sort of, like, actual standing to anything she said. Because it's, like, just based off of his reaction being like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing there was no way that they knew anything. Like, he knew anything about this. Um, so, our main character does not want to be an accomplice to this at all. But she doesn't have, like, a way out of this. And so, at this point, we don't know why they're connected, like, the two of them. I was trying to figure out, I was like, is this her mother? Is it like a family relation that she... Also, I couldn't really figure out what year this was set in. So I was like... Like, I can't figure out, like, the morality of this. You know what I mean? Like, what are the social situation in which that they're in? So that, like, to figure out the... Not rules of, like, engagement, but kind of what I'm thinking. I guess I probably pictured, like, the 40s. But I don't know. I think Whenever was... a book Sorry. is hella old, mm-hmm. I've, and there's situations like this, I'm like, ah, it's probably a servant, like because that was a thing that happened. I yeah. guess yeah. maybe it still happens. I don't know, but they're called like PAs now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what she was. I kept imagining because there's times where I imagine um, uh, Maxim De Winter as Darcy. Just because of, like, the big house. So I always, like, (laughs) keep throwing them into the 1800s. I'm like, no, no, no. Come back. Come reel it back in. All right. (laughs) That's also where I live when I'm reading this book. Because, oh, yeah, I love Darcy. I'm I'm in love with him. Should I be? I don't know. I don't know. I am. I've tried tried not to do, like, very much research on this book to not get spoilers. But Mm -hmm. I read something in a in a review or I don't know where it was, but it mentioned something about Max being a big jerk and I'm reading the book and I'm like, I think he's awesome. He's hilarious. I'm not getting <laughs> like, I'm not really getting jerk, but then I have this like jerk in the back of my mind. It's just like, he's an ass. He's an ass. He's an ass. And I can't get rid of it. I mean, after that proposal, what a charmer. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I liked it. I'm going to say it, though. Our man has some serious red flags, and I'll get to it when we get there. But, like, I feel like our main character is like, oh, those flags look pretty pink to me. And we're like, no, no, like, I, there was a part where I was like, did he murder his first wife? That's my question. Like, 
I'm a little <laughs> uncertain about the situation revolving around her death, but like, is he going to murder her? I don't know. Maybe I'm just a like crime junkie. Maybe I'm just projecting, but I feel like he could murder her and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And if any of you listeners listen to our podcast, it'll be of no surprise to you that I am like, Ooh, pink flags. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some That's really true. pink, light, light, light pink flags. <laughs> Yeah, okay, no, she likes a good deep pink. <laughs> like, wow, a beautiful blush. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. I would never consider that he killed anyone. And this is changing everything for me. I like a toxic book cat, man. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I love this. I literally was reading this in bed last night and I turned to my boyfriend. I was like, oh my gosh, he just proposed. <laughs> and he's like, my boyfriend's like, what? <laughs> and i just like read it out and he was like okay <laughs> just like you won't get it <laughs> never mind uh see i like this romance because i like my romance as distant as possible mm -hmm. if they could not touch i mean maybe that's why i like darcy so much i'm like oh yeah no hands to yourself barely talk yeah. actually write letters that's my kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of romance <laughs> You're like, that hand flex, perfect. <laughs> Grade A, thank you. They touched once and he thought about it for the next 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Are Oops. those her ankles? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Us at Amis fan fiction be like. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Oh, so Van Hopper likes to make our main character seem super small and unconsequential, but like Mr. De Winter is having absolutely no part of it. Like, any they're sitting down and trying to have this whole conversation because you know Van Hopper totally weaselled her way into this scenario, and she's like, "Oh, my! She can just don't pay attention to her. She can go get us tea." And he's like, "Oh, don't worry about it." Like what are you, you know, trying to like talk to her still. And I'm like, uh, oh, this is danger zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit awkward. Yeah. Cause like, again, that at that point I was still trying to figure out what their relationship was. Cause I was like, obviously like she does not like her much, you know, like she doesn't really want her to be involved in any of the conversations, which is she, she was like your daughter or something. You probably would. I was still trying to figure it out which we will get to soon when we finally get to learn. So that, again, I got confused by what year this was set in because they mentioned Palm Beach. And then at this point I was like, okay, it's not the 1800s, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good catch. Yeah, but like, I think they're not really taking planes though. They're still taking like trains and boats and stuff. So wasn't planes invented early 1900s? Right? Aren't they talking I about? I think this is just post World War One. Is that because it was? They're talking about how everything was kind of sparse because of the war, or I'm thinking of an entirely different book. I don't remember them saying anything about that, but that might be because I was reading this. At, like weird times so i could have just missed that detail but i don't know it kind of sounds familiar to me i think you might be right 
Yeah, you might be right. But I don't know. I was like, I have no idea what year this is in. Yeah. Sometime between 1901 and 1950. <laughs> the first time that I read this book is when I learned what a lorgnette was, which I hope I'm saying right, because Mrs. Van Hopper, it's the little binoculars on a stick. Uh, I googled oh. that as well. Yes. So yeah. what year were they still using those in public? <laughs> I do know this yeah. book was published in 1926, though. So oh. that sets our max okay, so time. There you go. Yeah, so probably <laughs> a little bit before then. <laughs> I don't know. They might be driving a car. They might be driving a wagon. We aren't sure, but they are getting there. It is a car. Okay. I am sure of this. Yes. I wasn't. When they- <laughs> I imagine it's like Cruella DeVille's car, though. Yes, perfect. I, I know. I was like, literally, they're talking about like, oh, they're you know going to Manderley, but they wouldn't specifically like give me enough. Oh wait, no, they do talk about being in a car when she's dry. He's driving her around, mm-hmm. but like when they're going to Manderley, I was like, I really need to know if this is a car or not. <laughs> And they yeah. didn't like specify anything enough for me to be like, this is for sure a car or this is for sure a wagon. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm, yeah. So I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, please just like say like that. Steering had- wheel. <laughs> or like you smell exhaust or you had to yeah. stop for gas at some point. Like give me some sort of like concrete clue. Okay. Yeah. So... Van Hopper is just trying to insert herself into this dude's life super bad. Uh, DeWinter is trying to make the main character feel better about the entire situation because he can tell that Van Hopper is a basket case. Okay. Like he gives her kind of like those pity eyes, you know, where you kind of make (laughs) eye contact and be like, is she serious? Um, Because Van Hopper's entire story falls apart about like how they know each other. Like, very obviously so, and no one's buying it anymore. And then this is the first time we get the clue that, like, DeWinter doesn't want to talk about his home. And it's, like, super weird because it's, like, this is your entire house where you grew up, your family's grown up for history and years and years, and it's on postcards, which we find out later, and it's exactly. super famous. Yeah. yeah, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It's like you live in the White House and you wouldn't want to be like, I live in the White House, you know what I mean? Or... Yeah. Um- what a great like thing to talk about with strangers because then you don't have to actually think about anything. You just go on autopilot, you talk mm-hmm. about your cool house, and then you get out of there. Right? It's like when people ask me about Florida. I can talk <laughs> about Florida forever because it's crazy here. And um, I don't have to think. And it's great. But like, it'd be weird for me to be like, Florida? Anyways, next question. Like... <laughs> Which, like, sometimes it's fair. I do want to do that. Because, like, this... I I love the beach, but, like, the people in Florida. Enough said. Anyways. (laughs) Well, it's like, if you have kids, you scout out the other mom. You're like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's somebody I can literally do nothing but talk about a kid with Mm -hmm. for 20 minutes straight and then leave. Like, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's He's got that card that he could be playing and he's choosing not to which is very weird yeah seems sus red flag yeah. number one yeah. <laughs> i was just like oh he's just so sad <laughs> <laughs> so romantic 
<laughs> I like my men sad. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Van Hopper's trying to like get uh, Max to gossip with her, and he's just like not engaging at all. He's she'll be like, "So did you hear about like so and so? I heard that like his wife is leaving him." Blah blah blah, and he'll be like, "Oh." And leave it at that. That's basically <laughs> as much reaction as she's getting. And like our main character can definitely tell that like Winter is not Winter. Yeah, De Winters yeah, is DeWinter. completely checked out at this point. Like he is not involved in the conversation at all. Yeah, there's a very distinct moment where he's like, Yeah, no. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I bet, get it. To be fair. Like, if it was my husband and someone was like, hey, so what's going on in that relationship? He'd be like, oh, oh I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe he just doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Although, of course, my husband isn't a socialite, so. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah same. <laughs> Van Hopper decides to invite... Um, Maxim over for dinner t- or a drink tomorrow and she's like I'm having a bunch of people over why don't you come and he's like oh I'm so busy I am so busy I simply cannot sorry <laughs> and nopes out yeah but he did it very politely so you know good on him because I feel like if I was in that situation I'd be like no thank you I'd rather not thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice but not interested <laughs> I just that was yeah and like the worst part is Van Hopper just is like yeah we totally just like made friends he's gonna invite me to something at some point soon because we're besties now so you are Did delusional she... <laughs> didn't she invite him up to like play crib with oh oh ugh, sorry remember how she just kept putting her cigarette out in everything yes uh like in face cream <laughs> Like, that is Cruella like, Deville. That is yeah. one thing that she uh, would do for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it, gross. It was like a visceral reaction for me every time she did <laughs> it. It's I have not smoked for a long time, but I used to smoke, and oh, I could just like see the ash and the stink, and then just cigarette butts everywhere. It's don't uh. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At work, we had to go pick up cigarette buds. You know, we're on the water, and they were just in the sand. We have ashtrays; they're just all over the sand. And I was like, "Your kids play in the sand, but okay." Why doesn't she have an ashtray? Uh, yeah, yeah why doesn't she have an ashtray? Get a nice ashtray. Why would you invite him over? There is cigarette butts in your face cream. Yeah. I would be embarrassed, but do you put uh, it on your face? Is it like, ooh, exfoliant? Like what? <laughs> right. mm, maybe. <laughs> you know, like how everything has charcoal in it now? Ah. Like... <laughs> she was ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, like, to winter, to, you know, just like liven things up, starts making like small jabs at Van Hopper. And she then, after like basically saying like something along the lines of like, oh, you. Like you don't have a servant to unpack for you, and he's like, "Oh, you could come unpack for me." And then she he off she offers up the main character to go unpack for her, and I was like, "This is too like passive aggressive for me to understand." I was, 
<laughs> like I think I would have been in the Van Hopper boat of my common sense is low. Um, I don't think I would have picked up that I was being made fun of. Yeah. <laughs> no. So then um, as they're going up in the lift, Van Hopper and our main character, Van Hopper like turns to her and's like, hey, you monopolized that conversation. That's not very nice uh, of you. And I was like, she didn't even speak. Like I think she spoke <laughs> like twice. Mm-hmm. Like she said like two words. Yeah. I was like, how dare you? Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> Ugh, so uh, rude. She's just so delightfully unlikable. <laughs> mm. Really butters your biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the main character is like almost a maid in this situation. It feels like, like she's going around cleaning up all the cigarette buds, um, like enjoying the party, but she has to also run errands for Van Hopper. And, you know, we still don't know their relationship much, which we find out soon. But at that point, we still don't know much of the relationship, but then D winter writes her a note that says, forgive me. I was very rude this afternoon. And I was like, Ooh, like I, I I know this man is like eight thousand red flags in a person, but like also interesting. Yeah. He's got a real nice house. <laughs> He's got a nice house. He said forgive me, which of course, <laughs> like it's what is there to forgive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so then we are on to chapter four, which starts off with Van Hopper has influenza. Yes. Oh no, so sad. Rip. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So our main character goes to lunch by herself, and Winter is just out there, straight chilling. And he's, we find out that he was definitely secretly trying to get like lunch before they would have shown up, so that <laughs> you know, uh, he doesn't have to run into them. Which I feel like we've all done this. We oh, all planned yeah. our days to avoid someone. Uh-huh. So, like, relatable. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even be in that restaurant at all. I'd be somewhere no. else. <laughs> I would Not suddenly worth the be risk. like, oh, I enjoy local cafes now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just... I just like that it failed. Like, I like that she's like, oh, I'm going to go get some lunch early as well. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> what's happening so then we get the best moment of our main character knocking over a vase spilling water absolutely everywhere which just like lowers her social standing drastically in the eyes of every waiter in this restaurant and the winter just comes over to help because they were seated right next to each other (laughs) (laughs) which i like to imagine it's one of those like I, I feel like I've seen this on TV, but like there are those restaurants where there's not like there's only like a foot of space between them. So you're mm-hmm. basically eating together. You know what I yeah. mean? But you're <laughs> not exactly at the same table. That's how I'm imagining how close they are. Yeah. This and has I happened to me before. Uh, really? One time me and my husband went for dinner and then his whole family, everyone except for us, like all of his his brothers, his grandparents, everyone walk in and get seated at the table next to us. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, you guys all went for dinner. And they're like, oh, yeah, we figured you were busy. We're like, nope. And then they're like, you want to join us? We're like, 
I guess we have to. Yeah. It was Move the table over a foot. Yeah, it was uh, horrible. You can't at that point be like, oh no, we don't want to join you. you know, like yeah. you're already there. You're already in yeah. that situation. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. You want to like put like the, one of those like trifolds up like I did like when you took like middle school FCAT to make sure you're not cheating and be like, ah oh, no, we're not actually gonna join you. Sorry. <laughs> you should really just venues up. <laughs> you bend your head Good. down, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're in this situation. How do we get out of this? Did we say that we're actually finishing? Should we leave? <laughs> yeah. Uh next time. <laughs> because there'll be a next time. I'm sure there will. <laughs> The code book of how to get out of awkward situations written by oh. this episode. Yes. <laughs> I I do like their little, it's kind of a meet cute for like a meet the next day cute. Knocking over so. a vase. Come sit with me, yeah. baby. And then she's like, oh, no, you don't have to be nice. Like, it's fine. You're just being polite. And he's like, no, I want to eat with you. Sit down. And also, yeah, I'm very polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like this would happen in one of those like fan fictions where they it's like like Niall Horan X what is that? What's the standard for when it's oh YN, you know? Like it feels like one of those books, like this specific moment scene where it's like, oh I'm so clumsy and <laughs> knocked over yeah. his face, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is it that every like YN novel the main character's clumsy is it just because we're all clumsy is that the gen z in us like do we just oh, get clumsy did she call me gen z i'm gen z i love you <laughs> <laughs> we're just a bunch of millennials sitting we're around just here a couple of solid millennials. yeah <laughs> i will be your resident gen z and i'm clumsy so you know what apparently i speak for the entire generation now welcome <laughs> No, we're millennials. We're just sad. Yeah. <laughs> sad and entitled. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the Gen Z branding, clumsy, sad, depressed, and not entitled to a single thing. Is that just like our branding <laughs> at this point? Yes. <laughs> I mean, at least you've got a brand, right? <laughs> millennials, it's like depressed, but adult and functioning. Gen Z, it's like not functioning. Things are not going great. Send help. Please send an adult. And that's, yeah. I think that's honestly the most on brand. And yeah. then millennials show up and we're like, I guess we're the adults. <laughs> Hear me out. Is millennials Ravenclaw, or no, is millennials the Slytherin to the Gen Z Hufflepuff? That's my question. Well, I'm a Slytherin, uh, so I'm just going to say yeah. Beautiful. Um, I'm a Ravenclaw, so I, I couldn't tell you. I'm also a Ravenclaw, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very on sounds, brand. That sounds right. <laughs> Anyways, Rebecca. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we still get a lot of like De Winter being very uncomfortable talking about Manderly. And like at that point, I was like, maybe he's before this, I was like, maybe he's just uncomfortable talking to Van Hopper about Manderly. But no, he's just uncomfortable about Manderly in general. And this is where we get like the drop that he's on a like this house is on a porous card just to really emphasize how important it is. Um, but we still don't know why yet, technically, in this part. And we were like, why is he so weird about it? And like, we'll find out very soon. But um, 
he drops the most important question, the question we've all been wondering, which is, why are you all hanging out? What is, <laughs> yeah. you know, what is the situation? Because is she your grandma? Mm-hmm. Because that's I, the only, that's kind of the vibe I was getting was she's mm-hmm. just got a really crappy grandma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. And then we find out that turns out Van Hopper is training her to be a companion and pays her 90 pounds a year. <laughs> 90 pounds a year which was like reading that number i was like oh she has to be like in the 1800s making 90 pounds a year and then he basically emphasizes that that is one no money and two you know like no money also that like (laughs) companions are supposed to be friends because i was like oh do people hire companions like that's kind of weird but whatever whatever your cup of tea is and he's like oh it's weird that she hired you and I was like, oh, so we're all thinking it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They must have a different uh, definition of companion. <laughs> then, yeah. Because there is no companioning going on. There's no. a lot of uh, servanting. <laughs> yeah. I think she didn't, like, basically she's a maid that gets to come to fun parties. Yeah. And kind Which, of be a maid at them. Yeah. I don't know if I'd even say fun yeah yeah no yeah it sounds like her living expenses are paid though yeah and she's what like an orphan yeah and she doesn't seem very bold so somebody was like hey orphan come here come hang out with me i'll pay for everything she's like okay yeah why not here's 90 pounds i don't know what that converts to but yeah it didn't sound like a lot yeah also like her commission on a dress was going to be a hundred pounds. So it, it's really not a lot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that, so yeah, like when they said that, I was like, wait a second. That doesn't make sense. Money wise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that she is really young and sheltered. Like, I know we find out later that she was 21, but I have to think that like, that she's kind of taking advantage of how sheltered she is and be like, yeah, 90 pounds is a good amount of money. And like, obviously she just went from her parents to this companionship deal, which like that's problematic in and of itself. But Mm -hmm. like, I can assume that like she must've probably been in her teens when this happened and no one explained to her money much. Yeah. So, you know, like, at least she gets free vacations, I guess. It's true. Yeah, I guess the 90 pounds is just spending money. Just, she doesn't have to pay for anything else. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't know. It's not like she has nice clothes or anything, though. Like, yeah. Van Hopper's not dressing her up. She's wearing sacks, basically. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, you, first of all, you have this person that's basically your plus one to every event, but you also don't make sure they're, like, well-dressed. So you go to a black tie event, and they're in, like, a summer dress because, you know, that's all they have. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you just be like, hey, you know, if you're going to be my yeah. plus one, you also need to have black tie wear. Yeah. But yeah. Ben Hopper very much wanted to be above her. Yeah. In all respects. So. So. You know, they're sitting down to this lunch. We find out that she, one, has a lovely and unusual name. And two, that it's her father's name as well. We never get to learn her name. But apparently it's lovely and unusual. 
I have named three children. And I would have loved to have known what that name was because, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, lovely, unusual, from a classic novel. Mm-hmm. Androgynous, uh, apparently. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like the perfect name, and I would have loved to have it. Yeah, because it was never like, there was no point in time where anyone said, oh, that sounds like a boy's name. You know, like if you mm-hmm. name a assigned female at birth child Kyle. They'd be like, oh, that's a boy's name. Why are you doing that? You know, but like, obviously this name was androgynous enough that no one made that assumption. So it's like, what mm. is it? I just want to know. Yeah, I really want to know. But we'll so never then, know. I know. We'll ne- it's rude. We will never Never. Know. never. So next episode, we were Ouija board Daphne du Maurier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. So Although- I made this. Sorry. great way for her to be like haha people will wonder forever guaranteed she doesn't even have it there's no name in her mind no. I've said I, this I once. pull that crap all the time <laughs> good yeah. I've said this once and I'll say it again in this podcast in the afterlife when we have you know continuing on and I get to bring back every single author we're going to be asking that question so you know yeah. yeah she better figure out an answer real fast yeah. she's had so much time Hmm. Daphne, uh, Daphne, you got a few more years, hopefully yeah. quite a few more years, uh, <laughs> yeah. until this podcast comes to the beyond. And by that point, you better have a name picked out. Start workshopping <laughs> it now. <laughs> I should have t-shirts to say Afterlife Podcast. That'd be cute. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So... um. She talks about her life for an hour and a half and they don't tell us anything. (laughs) Not a single thing. (laughs) So she's still a mystery to us all for whatever reason. And she just, you know, gets to carry on and do her, I guess. So everyone, because they are seeing her with De Winters, is treating her drastically better. Uh, They're holding doors open for her. She isn't getting like cold ham for some reason, which I don't even know why she paid for it. (laughs) What? That was very odd. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I would have just been like, send this back. Like, I I can't imagine if you're going to a restaurant and paying for food, why they would give you the worst service. She's so timid and you just get taken advantage of if you're not bold. Yeah. But like, why would you go out of your way to just be like, ah, oh, yeah, we have a paying customer out here. Let's give them the worst. <laughs> yeah. She didn't even do anything. I know. It's, it's the one thing if you like peed on someone's puppy. Yeah. I can not... see Ben Hopper getting the bad meal. Yes. yes. Oh, but she's loud. Yeah. But the waiter's definitely spitting her food. <laughs> so... De Winters like fully tells her that she is not cut out for being around Van Hopper because she is way too innocent. And like red flag number one. Okay. Because like he, this dude talks about her age and her innocence way too much to not be grooming her. Yeah, this is true. He's like, He's Oh, old. you're just so young. And I'm like, <laughs> how old is he? Like 30, 34. 40, 42. Oh, yeah, yeah, at one point he's like, are you okay that I'm 42? And I was like, because I thought he was in his 30s as well. And then yeah, he says that and I was like... I remember that now because I did think he was in his 30s because he kept saying something about be about 34-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, he must be talking about himself. Yeah. 
but then yeah he says 42 eventually yeah so that's twice her age yeah legitimately twice and i'm like but Ew. at least at least she's an adult so that's helpful yeah i do prefer them to be adults there's mm-hmm. no faster track to me hating a book mm-hmm. than making them underaged yeah facts though but like also at least he's got money i guess (laughs) i mean if you're gonna do it (laughs) like if you're gonna be a sugar baby make sure he's got money like Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. off i guess and i mean she's got the same deal with van hopper except it sucks yeah so she's really just upgrading employer which is not very romantic (laughs) (laughs) i mean she had that like flash of moment being like oh my gosh i can't do this forever i have no formal education what am i gonna do and then she's like marriage is fine (laughs) how many options were there in the 1800s which is where i imagine we are (laughs) correct correct i mean yeah and at least she knows he's not gonna like leave her and get divorced right so maybe death but you know uh still on the table (laughs) the last wife died, so if anything, she's safer now. What are the chances he's going to have two dead wives? You know, they say third time's the charm, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is- Van Hopper's still got a chance. Yeah. So, um, she started, like, driving around now with DeWinter. Every morning they go for a drive. And that should have been the cue in that they had a vehicle. But uh, for some reason, I was still like, maybe it's a horse and buggy. You know? I just, I like to set the time period just very into the 1800s. As soon as I'm like, oh, we're talking about it on the podcast. It's not, 1900s don't exist anymore. Grab <laughs> on its ladies. Let's go read a book. Like, I would have read it much differently if I read it <laughs> with like a horse and buggy and bonnets. I can't help myself. As soon as I was reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely 1800s. Like, grab your petticoat. Let's, like, talk about books. Um, But I was, I had to keep, like, trying to reel in that assumption and assume that it was probably the 1900s and, like, adjust that in my head. Because, like, the way he was talking and the way it was written, I was like, there's no way it's 1800s. Because, like, he is way too bold. Mm -hmm. See, the way that I read it, it felt, like, so cinematic it Mm -hmm. felt like i was watching an old black and white movie that's fair so that's that's what i pictured the whole time that's fair um also we get red flag number two which is he like tries to scare the living daylights out of her by like almost driving over a cliff kind of Mm. yeah i wouldn't have been cool with that yeah that would have been like i okay you know you could take me home now we're just gonna (laughs) you have a pleasant day sir i'm just gonna (laughs) leave you here you need to go to therapy like that i would not have been like oh he's so troubled like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I didn't have a problem with that at the time but you know (laughs) now that you mention it My husband takes a corner too fast, and I am like, what is wrong with you? Grabbing the Jesus handle for support. (laughs) (laughs) See, I just, I was like, okay, I guess we'll figure out what that's about later at some point. Um, And then he goes on to talk about, like, all the rules about flowers at his house. 
And I was like, okay, buddy, like, I, I guess have things the way you want, but why? <laughs> like, sure, I guess, but like, also, no. <laughs> I googled so many flowers. I just guess I, had I to probably picture knew them. It. Oh, well, most of them just look like big poofs of mm. flower. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I also googled flowers. Because I'm thinking, helpful. like, I'm going to be smarter about flowers now. I'm not smarter about flowers now. No. I've just seen them before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, mom was an interior decorator for a long time, which I don't even know how, like, that relates. But the fact that, like, for some reason she knew, like, the names of many flowers and we would just pass by them. She's like, oh, as a, as, as a child, she'd be like, oh, do you know what that is? That's a hydrangea, blah, blah, blah. And then she'd like tell me the history, like important details about this flower and like the way it grows. And I don't know how those two jobs interact together, but somehow that happened. And so I know a lot of weird flower stuff. So, well, maybe, you know how there's words in your life that you read and you say, I hope I never have to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, rhododendron. Is that how you say that flower? Does anybody I know? I don't remember. Oh, good lord. They say it like 400 times in this book. I'd have to look at yeah. it again. I'll tell I've... you how I was pronouncing it in my head. No, oh. Find it. I was Ro- pronouncing Ro- it like... Uh, Rohafidus. <laughs> oh. And that's not right. That's not right. I can tell you right now. That's where it's oh, here it is. R-H-O-D-O-D-E-N-D-R-O-N-S. Rhododendron. That's not the one I was... Oh, that sounds good. That's not. That's the first time I've ever said it like that, out of my mouth or in my head. Usually, it's like a shape, <laughs> rhododendron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going you with know, like a twenty-sided flower. <laughs> twenty-sided flower, beautiful, <laughs> isn't it gorgeous, everyone? <laughs> Fun fact: they're found mainly in Asia. Oh, mm, must have been yeah. imported. Fancy. Of course, it would be imported to Manderley. <laughs> you think we let native flowers here? No, no, no. Oh, no. no. They only bloom in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this drive is ending. And after, like, the biggest red flag of all red flags, um, in which she almost got murdered, um, he's like, hey, thanks for hanging out with me. Read this poetry book. And just hands her this beat up poetry book. And it's like, so you're trying to basically guarantee that you will see each other again, you know, after just being like very scary. Um, And she's like, thanks. That's great. I'm so excited. And I'm like, girl, I don't know how to tell you this, but like, he's gonna kill you in your sleep. Um, (laughs) I'm terrified for you. And so she's like, okay, I'll take this and I'll go read it right now. So she goes and decides to drink tea alone and start reading the poetry book and i didn't write down the poem and i fully just kind of like glossed over it because i don't know for some reason when i read poetry i always forget they're supposed to have meaning i'm just like oh cool poems (sighs) yeah i made a i made a note of the name of the poem so i could Mm -hmm. go back to it but i did not yet so i like like poetry but i always forget to dig deeper i'm just like oh nice those words sound good together. Yeah, I'm like, beautiful. It's so flowy. Nice. Yeah, I I am not into poetry for the most part. 
it's like the only thing that I skip Mm -hmm. because yeah, my brain also just doesn't think there's probably a bunch of meaning there, Mm -hmm. but Oh, it's, although it's kind of like when there's riddles in books. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so smart. I'm going to read this a bunch of times and find out what the answer is. No, I'm not. I, Harry Potter <laughs> spider. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I can figure this out after like four read-throughs. I'm like, no, I can't. They'll tell me eventually. Yeah, I'm not a riddle person. So as soon as a riddle comes out, I'm like, all right, it, <laughs> you'll figure it out. Writer. Oh, I'll keep going. I want to be a riddle person so bad, but alas, my no, brain just neither. doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> My sister was a riddle kid and I was like, you can handle that one anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so now that she's no longer with De Winter, the waiters are back to treating her like absolute hot garbage. And <laughs> she's like flipping through this, you know, poem book that's like super beat up and she realizes that it was like written by his ex-wife and this is the moment that they choose to tell us that his ex-wife was drowned near Manderley and I'm like yeah no wonder this dude doesn't want to talk about it and like our main character just keeps like rubbing salt in this guy's wound (laughs) and being like hey yeah don't you like love to talk about Manderley you know where your wife died just like rubbing all this salt into it I'm like dude (laughs) relax like he does not want to be like oh yeah she only died a year ago let me just think about this for a couple hours like I was gonna spend the rest of my life with her but okay (laughs) what (laughs) you just met him yeah chill just like make him cry it's fine <laughs> but also it's kind of weird to give some your new love interest a book of poems from your ex-wife that's like inscribed like from yeah. her yeah yeah it's weird i don't know there's a yeah. lot of times where it's like he basically acts like she's just a replacement rebecca which is weird in and of itself <laughs> We don't really know anything about Rebecca yet, right? No, not yet. No. Yeah. This is the first because time she's like fully mentioned. It like a replacement Rebecca in that she is also a woman, but like if he was trying to replace Rebecca with the exact opposite yeah. of Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh, we're gonna get to know her and it's... her and our main character are not mm. similar. The thing that was weird to me is, like, when they fully get married in a couple chapters and they're, like, living together, he's like, oh, she'll just, like, follow through with, like, what Rebecca does. And everyone, like, treats her like she's just Rebecca again. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm uncomfy. Like, no one's explained to her where anything in this house is. She lives here now. And you're like, oh, well, Rebecca would just go and do um, her morning... Letters. Letters. I almost said emails. And I was like, no. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And they're like, Rebecca just does all the correspondence, so you can just go there. And like, no, she can't. Like, who's she going to correspond to? Her family's dead. What? Yeah. She's barely educated. Mm -hmm. Could you just run this estate? Yeah. Here's your staff. Yeah. Here's the going out mail. This is the mail that needs responded to today. Like, what? Yeah. Did you bring your own maid, or should we bring you one? (laughs) I am the maid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Oof. Just oof. But yeah, that's all the chapters we've got for this week. So 
we will be continuing on next week but where can all the people of the internet find you guys and your podcast uh well you can find us at best underscore book club anywhere we are mostly on instagram though don't even bother with our twitter because yeah i'm bad at it we (laughs) we were really really bad at it but instagram's good or you can send us an email at best underscore book club at outlook.com and yeah uh thank you guys so much for joining me i'll catch you guys later bye all right Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. I also forgot to mention it in the intro, but for the Barely Book Club, we did just pick our next book it is these hallow vows uh so if you are interested in reading that with us in the barely book club uh please go to barelybookish.com slash connect and you can join the book club it's over on discord it's a lot of fun it's a wonderful place to be uh so please consider joining and reading that with us also if you wanted to get some merch we currently have a sale going on so check out the merch store but all those links are at uh are available on barelybookish.com slash connect so you can find it and you know enjoy it but i hope you guys have a great rest of your day and i'll catch you all in the next episode our logo is designed by my little sibling sarah our theme song was designed by Raphael crux and i'll catch you all later bye